Adam already got an idea. Well, then let Adam go first. Daniel, you're up. All right. So, welcome, listeners, to Previously On, a Damage Control podcasting production. Uh, I am Daniel Newkirk, and I am here with... Adam. And... Cody Dietrich. And... Oh, wait. Tyler Tipton. Do me again. Daniel Newkirk. Oh, that gag would have worked if you did it the first time. Fuck. All right. So here on Previously On, I um, am the head director, or the, the, the head, no, the studio head, I'm sorry, I'm the studio head, and yeah. I wonder, Cindy, how, I wonder how you got that job, Cindy, right? Cindy, who is this crazy person? Where's Cindy? Uh, and she got fired. Daniel only likes men working underneath him. That's exactly true. Sigmund? <laughs> uh, sometimes a penis is just a penis, Tyler. Um, so Adam, Tyler, and Cody will be... Uh, writing their own movie and and vying for my attention. Uh, today's topic is on making a franchise villain, um, such as the likes of uh, Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger, um, <laughs> um, or more notably the, the the villains of the MCU, which have been uh, for the most <laughs> part well cast. Um, <laughs> If only we videoed these. You, you know, I had I had like an opening here. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> sorry. When have uh, those ever gone to play? Never. Fucking never. Sorry, I just had to check the 60-minute timer. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we're talking about... We franchi- did not make it 60 minutes then. Or 60 six, seconds, I yes. Say, we we, we definitely it made it 60 seconds. Okay. Uh, we were talking about franchise. I only elements. make it 60 seconds then. Uh, that's what Sarah tells me. Yep. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, so we're talking about franchise villains. Uh, the villains are like, yeah, we're trying to. Uh, like, uh, Freddy Krueger from Friday the 13th. Uh, no, Jason Freddy Krueger for Nightmare on Elm Street. That's what I said. You said Freddy Krueger for Friday the 13th. You did. Yeah, this is payback uh, for the Sex, that, in, the, Sex in the City thing. You that's said. fair. I was trying to Mandela effect Tyler here. Uh, uh, All right. And, and Jason Voorhees from Nightmare on Elm Street, yep. as well as Mike Myers from Austin Powers. Uh, who is the same character from Jason Statham from My Little Pony? Yes, and from Halloween, um, as well as characters like Loki and Thanos from uh, from the MCU. So if I kind of wanted that to wrong. You'd lose your credentials, right? I, I do kind of want to talk about why I chose this as a topic. Okay. Um, so I watched Ant Man uh, Quantumania. Okay. And uh, they are supposed to be setting up Kang as the next big franchise villain in the MCU. And if you walk away from Ant-Man Quantumania thinking Kang is going to be a significant threat to the MCU, then you do not pay attention to the movie. Uh, By the end of the movie, I absolutely looked at Kang as nothing special. Um, He was kind of boring, he was flat, and frankly, I was not interested in it. And it so happened to be that the same, um, same weekend that... Quantumania came out was one of uh, a WWE uh, premium live event. Uh, so I watched that in... Which, are you allowed to say? Of I course you're allowed to say. I mean, I don't remember which one it was, to oh. be perfectly honest. I don't think it was a big one. I think it was a, one of their smaller ones. Oh, okay. Probably sorry. Backlash or something like that. Gotcha, okay. Um, but at the time, uh, WWE is creating uh, a fantastic villain character that carry their, their title in Roman Reigns and the Tribal Chief persona. And I remember looking at how Marvel quote unquote booked Kang and comparing him to how WWE was booking Roman Reigns and I said we can do better than Kang and we might be able to reach Roman Reigns so gentlemen 
Uh, that is why we picked today's topic. So we're going to see which of you guys can claw through the competition. Well, uh, I picked we'll, Roman Reigns as my villain, so I'm fucking done. All right. Uh, we're going to see if your movies are going to go into the shredder. And A good villain. Yeah, we're going to see if your your movies are dumpster fires or more arty. So, okay. All right. Cody, go first. I expect more of a reaction from Tyler on that one. I was going to make an, an Arthur joke because you said Hardy. That were you? Yeah. All right. I'm still trying to figure out how to get from A to B. Straight line. Usually. Like, like, like my grandfather always said, nothing straight. That's true. Yeah, that's not, true. Not even my sexuality. Okay. So, Adam, you said that you had a fantastic idea. Yeah. And you're tooting your own horn about it in the Discord, so why don't you start Toot, kick toot us off? motherfuckers. Yeah. So I'm going to go you last. You automatically lost. <laughs> Just for that. <laughs> So I'm going to go last. Wait, 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 hold on. Cody, you never told us what the points were for in the last one. Yeah, what were the points for? That's why I haven't been able to concentrate. Oh, that's exactly why. I I found that if I start just marking down points, it makes Adams nervous. Yeah, it did make I kept looking at it. Yeah, like, so it was just me emotionally controlling him to keep me engaged. Uh, Do you want me to go? I'll go first. I mean, I I am the studio head, and you you three are my... Cunning couriers of cruelty. So, somebody make a movie. Do you spell those with C's or K's? K's. Because Adam only goes with things that have three K's. Yeah, I just realized I had it like written down and I forgot to use it because I did the the tone deaf troubadours in the last one. So I'm gonna yeah, there you go. yeah I'm gonna do that on all of mine now. Alliteration. Yep, I, I love it. All right, I guess I'll go first. All right, Adam. Toot toot. All right, so I'm gonna go. Superheroes are played out, or they're on their way of being played out for a mass audience. So what, what am I going to do? I'm going to do the original superheroes. The original... Oh, that sounds better. There we go. The Not ori- so tinny. The, if, yeah. If you <laughs> mute that mic, it'll sound a lot <laughs> The original superheroes. So what are the original superheroes? Cowboys. Greek gods. All right, check this out. The movie opens up. There's a man on top of a high mountain overlooking... Overlooking the ocean, the ocean's banging against the, the crashing right. The ocean's and, fucking. And, the and our character has a has has a, a, a torn cloth around his eyes, all tied up, so he, he can't see right. And tied around his waist, this, this dude's like immense, emaciated. Emaciated. I think you guys had to help me with this last <laughs> time. <laughs> Emaciate. Emaciated. Thank you. And uh, he's got a sword on his back. <clears throat> and and tied around his waist in his arms is a giant boulder. Okay, he throws the boulder into the ocean. And he goes down with it. He goes into deep. deep he just goes deep down, 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 and in, 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 into the ocean. And he finally hits the bottom. Finds the Titanic. No, and he he's scouring the bot. He can't see right, so he's scouring the bottom, and he and he finds he finds what he's looking for. At the bottom of the ocean, right? Picks it up and puts it in his sack, and he takes his a sack, not his sack, <laughs> and he ties it on the side. So that's of what was happening. He was the looking for his old prison <laughs> pocket. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so he ties it on the side of his not loincloth. What do they wear? Like robes? Tunic. 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 He, no, he has nothing on the top. It's all covering the bottom. So what would that be? Oh, only the pants. That's a, uh, that's a skirt. Uh, that's a tabard. Tabard. A tabard. A tabard. 
emaciation. So Another he, word for scurvy. He ties, Ama- he, Amanci- no, emaciated. no, no, that's very different. The emaciated proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> so he ties. Oh, he, we don't want to. No, no, no. Back at, We're not going there. We're so, not going there. So he he ties it. He t- he puts the object he was looking for in his sack, and he ties it to his man nerd tabard. Tabard. He tabard, and he takes his sword out of the sheath, and he cuts the rock off and he goes he so okay so you forgot to mention that he was tied to the rock no, no, he, no he mentioned it he, he did mm-hmm. yeah. yes he did that's he, how he sank to the bottom yeah yeah you just said he threw a rock that's it you didn't say he was tied no, no he said it was tied around his waist editor okay. pl- editor play it back right now cindy, what did adam say cindy play the tape yeah he had a rock tied to around his waist and in his hand was the rock why there we go why does cindy thank you editor just like you no cindy played the tape oh okay <laughs> thanks cindy uh, she's also an impressionist. Anyway. She's so, an artist? Yep. So he, he cuts the rope from the rock, and he goes floating up to the top, and he puts it back in. That's wait, the, wait, wait. Why would he not put it back in as he's floating up to the top? That seems very dangerous. Water uses, pressure. He uses it as a rudder. He's not able to see where he's going. No, he can't see. You know why? Because he has no eyes. He's blind. So it, that's the opening scene of our movie. Okay. okay. So the character is the boulder. Is is <laughs> the character is Bellerophon. You guys are aware of who Bellerophon is? No. No. Okay. Bellerophon is the guy who actually in mythology had Pegasus, not Perseus. Oh, okay. Perseus, the adventures of Perseus actually caused Pegasus because when Perseus was flying through the air with his magic uh, shoes that uh, uh, Hermes or was it Mercury? Uh, Hermes was or Hermes would be Greek. Greek. Okay, so it was Hermes. I get Anyway, because I don't like Hermes, I like Mercury better. Why? Because uh, Clutch has a song called Mercury. Anyway, uh, so he's flying. I feel like th- Adam's mind. <laughs> right. This <laughs> is this is a case study in ADHD, and I love it. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, Perseus, as he's flying through the air with the Gorgon's head, the blood drips. Oh, so down. it's the Gorgon's head. No, Perseus in the okay. myth. He, he's I'm telling jump, you, he's how, jumping. He's giving backstory. I'm telling yeah. you how Pegasus was invented. Okay. Anyway, the the blood the blood drips down, and where it drops, Pegasus comes up. So, so Perseus Pegasus di- come from Medusa's blood. Yes, and then Bellerophon later on in mythology uses Pegasus, not Pe- not Perseus. Anyway, so Bellerophon is our hero, right? He's blind because at the end of his story, he is just he is. Uh, he actually makes it to Olympus in the actual mythology, and he's dropped. Daniel doesn't believe me, so he's Googling it. I, I believe you. I just was unaware. So I'm now Googling to see what I also was wrong about the Perseus mythology. Okay. Uh, he had a, a thing from Hades, and he had he had the invisibility cloak from Hades. No, it wasn't a cloak. It was a helmet. It was a helmet. It was a helmet, yeah. Anyway, getting off topic, ADHD. So our character is Bellerophon, and our villain... Our hero is Bellerophon. Our villain is very Thanos, very dark side, very Thanatos. Uh, no, it's it's you know you know the saying. I see. I don't think this is going to work because th- this is where you're trying they, to sell a movie. Where I, you're I supposed know. To work at this him. is where I get nervous because Just keep going because this character is more like metaphorical than actual real. We're actually making this metaphorical character real, so I, I'm kind of nervous. But you know the saying that if you stare down into the abyss long enough, the abyss stares back at you? Yeah. Okay. 
this is the person in the abyss staring back at you. That is our character. Okay. So the idea of my franchise, is, it's I think in Christian mythology, it's Abaddon is actually who lives in the abyss. But it's we're going to do the classic nameless one type thing. So our main villain is the dude that lives in the abyss that stares back at you. And he he or she or whatever genderless nameless character he's like it is in charge of the narrative of humans right it controls it controls the gods so he allowed the greek pantheon to take over it doesn't work so the first movie in this franchise is the destruction of the greek pantheon coming into Christianity. This is where it's going to get controversial, but so at, uh, the, 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 what's this call them? The Abyss for Egypt. So are we, so are you going straight from Greek mythology into Roman mythology then? No, we're going right into Christianity. So, the, hang on, <coughs> oh, I, hear me out. Okay. So, the, the guy from the Abyss, he watches, he's like, he's some sort of like timeless HP Lovecraft, uh, Type type character, endless one type character. I was here before them all, and I'll yeah. be here after them all. Like he controls the narrative. So the Greek pantheon's gone. He's fucking fed up. Zeus is fucking everything in sight. He's done with this shit. Bellerophon in mythology, he's ki- in in his myth. He's kicked off of. He falls off of Pegasus, and he falls. Uh, down back into the ground. He's a mighty warrior. He falls. Cause he he believes he belongs on Olympus. He falls off of Pegasus trying to get to Olympus. Or I think he might have been struck by a lightning bolt. I don't quite remember. But I do know he falls off of Pegasus and lands back in the ground. He's left blind. And he just he's just left to wander the earth blind. So uh, the, the nameless one from the abyss convinces Bellerophon, because he's a mighty sword fighter, that we're going to the the gods are done so it's him and Odysseus going to Olympus because Odysseus is a con man he's a grifter so you've got and he's another person like what's his name B what's the main character what's Bellerophon Bellerophon he like Odysseus have been screwed over by the gods right so you got the brains, which is Odysseus, because he he can he can worm his way onto Olympus, and then you got the muscle, which is Bellerophon. So the uh, the nameless one from the abyss uses these two. They get they're all sorts of crazy action, kind of like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. They're wiping out Poseidon and everything. And the, the how? Okay, so the sword. The sword that he has isn't his sword from mythology. It's actually the scythe that was used to pierce Uranus's uh, nutsack that creates the Titan. So, okay, all right, yeah. So, well, Uranus is Roman. It would be a different god. It'd be Kronos, right? No, uh, Kronos. Kronos was invented, so it'd be. No, it'd be Uranus. No, Uranus is Roman. All the planets are Roman gods. Well, no, no, no. You're. Uh, Uranus is a Titan. No, Uranus is not a Titan. Uranus is a primordial primordial deity that it's like he was a chaos god. Which one was it? Oranos is the Greek one. We should probably not use that one even because people would laugh if it was Uranus. Uranus is the Roman. uh, So he he has the scythe like tied to like a sword blade. 
uh, given to him by the nameless one because it's it's oh, no. it's Greek too. It's powerful enough to pierce this dude's nutsack to give off to the Titan, so it's powerful enough to wipe out the gods, right? So there's all so, this crazy like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe type stuff, killing killing Poseidon and Hades and, and all this jazz. And the final thing, the fi- the the climactic battle is is Zeus and uh, Odysseus and Bellerophon and uh, they're fighting and finally finally it, it looks like they're about to win and the nameless one finally appears and of course Zeus knows him and you know Zeus says something like something like you're gonna let the carpenter now or something like the something something along the lines of I man I had it written down I should have brought it where Zeus is like my time's over you're gonna give it to the carpenter so we're not really going to name Jesus because we probably caused a lot of controversy, but Jesus was a carpenter, so that you know that. Wasn't he a son of a carpenter? No, he was a carpenter, wasn't he? He, was he took on his father's trade. Yeah. But it's, most people believe that it was translated into carpenter that he would have been a stonemason, not a carpenter. Well, whatever. Yeah. So also, before you get back on your rant, uh, so my or, rant, oh, oh, my movie pitch. Oh, Oranos is the Greek god. Uranus is the Latin from which Oranos came from, and the Roman Oranos is Calus. So Uranus is the only planet that isn't named after a Roman god. So it's probably best that we not use Uranus anyway. So yeah. due, due to the, what it's now yeah. become. There you go. So that is me correcting myself. So, <clears throat> so that's the first movie, right? And the second movie is the death of christianity and it's, so you can't use bellerophon so who do you use you use the dude that stabbed jesus on the cross Pontius no pontius Pi- no that was the he ki- was the uh, pontius Pilate was the one that condemned him to be crucified oh yeah okay so it was longinus who did the, the stabbing then yeah yeah okay so he's the one that ends that that realm but so that would be the second way but we could before we get to christianity the we don't even have to touch Christianity because that would cause a lot of controversy. It could be do the, it. It could it could be the death of. Well, like you just you're trying to make a movie franchise and you're I being unapologetic th- about ending religions, but you don't want to do one that is currently practiced. No, I personally don't care. But as the head of a movie studio, he's going to give me millions of dollars. He wants a guarantee that he's going to get millions of dollars back by killing off Jesus. A lot of people will go see it, but I don't think he's going to get his money back. That was supposed to be not that you're still on, but that was what was supposed to happen in the God of War series. Is after he left uh, Greece, he was supposed to travel and start killing the Christianity. Oh, anyway, I might have played that. Yeah. That would have been a pretty interesting, like. Anyways, way to go well, he's sort of. They're sort of doing that now. Well, because isn't he working through Norse mythology? He he just finished Norse. <coughs> Now okay. he's supposed to go to Egypt and do the Egyptian go. Yeah, fuck. Well, I don't play video games, so fuck. My story isn't no. as cool as I thought it was. No, like, no, no, no this is great. Great. I'm just. Uh, well, I was War, relating it to something uh, else. Yeah, God of War is completely different than what you're pitching. You are doing more of a philosophical thing. God of War is just straight up blood murder. So the guy. So I guess. I guess the dude in the pit, the the abyss. I guess he is what we picture God as. He's the one that that actually started life. He is, he is the primordial ooze that all life, the Big Bang, came from. He actually is 
Like, I don't care what you call me. I made you, and this isn't working, so I'm going to try again. But he made everything. He made the Christian God. He made the the Olympians. He made the Asgardian. Like, he he is it. You know, but I mean, I say he because it's just a pronoun I throw out. But it, there's, no, it's like a H.P. Lovecraft. It's beyond any any of our compre- He's beyond any of our comprehension. So he is. So, so he made the Greek pantheon, and then he can't. He's he's done with it. So then he decides that that we're gonna move on to something else. Yeah. And then okay. So is it? Not necessarily out of a spite sort of thing. Is like he's got this longer plan that he needs stuff to happen. So what's his end game? Or maybe he's a maybe he's and, a scientist and or a, a scientist and he's like, well, this experiment failed. Let's try something else. Or what if it's in this thing like he needed the Greek pantheon to happen to get certain things to develop, and once it's outlived its usefulness, like okay, I need them to start working on other shits. So I'm gonna have it. New ideas hit the port now. So, so what's making him the villains? Because he's he's ending all this stuff. He, okay. So here's the end game: the Infinity War, or whatever. These heroes come back through all these. You know, we we I don't know much about Egyptian mythology, but if we picked a character from Egyptian mythology, you know, destroys that that mythology. We pick one from Norse that destroys that mythology, and at the end, the Infinity War is these guys coming up and realizing. Because they're more, they they think that they're they're working for this guy, and what what have happened? They've, they've they were cursed with immortality. Like everyone wants immortality. Well, it's a fucking curse. They want release. They want oblivion. They don't fucking they they kill gods. There's they've reached the pinnacle of anything they could fucking do, mm-hmm. and and uh, the whole the whole idea of the Infinity War part of this is that they now want free will they realize that they have no free will they want every everything everything is being puppeted by the dude from the abyss so the end war is the thanos battle them taking out the dude from the abyss so so we as whatever species us as a species can now have actual free will we can destroy ourselves we can live long and prosper we can do whatever 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 happens to us is because of us not because of what this because this dude's con- controlling the narrative I like it I do I like it too it, I, I get if it. I didn't like it I wouldn't say that I like it yeah. you pick apart all mine yeah I, I I get like Hellraiser vibes from these movies because you have this central villain who everyone is familiar with hopefully by the end of the movies and, but you never really see him. Like he's always in the background, he's always in the shadows and manipulating things. And then you get yeah. a big scene at the very end, like like Thanos in the early MCU type mm-hmm. things, right? Is what is what I was because you said a villain, so I was trying to go for instead of a bombastic Freddy Krueger villain, which I love, but I was trying to be more. So who's who's Bellerophon? Who who are we casting for Bellerophon? Uh, I want. Are we being politically correct, or are we going uh, the uh, Cleopatra, or just making them whatever the way we want? No. Like? So. So okay. John Stamos, he's Greek. No, will you will you get on? Uh, I don't know. I forget what this guy. I the guy I want to play. He was in a movie where he played an old Billy the Kid. Um, Ted. No. Uh, he was a gunman who was raising this kid in the middle. It just it had just come out. Uh, he's um, 
you gotta give him more growth and, than that. Uh, fuck. Uh, look up. Um, Billy Crudup. What was that movie that had I'm a Man of Constant Sorrow as the. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Look up Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Because I think he was in that movie. Did he play one of the main three? Yeah. It was one of George Clooney's sidekicks. Tim. No, Tim Blake Nelson? It might have been Tim Blake Where he Nelson. was the legend of Bus- Buster's No, I say it would be Tim Blake, Tim Blake Nelson or John Turturro. Yeah, because that's the Sector 7 guy. Can the Abyss... Is the Abyss literally just like... Do you just hear like a voice? No, he takes form because he talks to... You have someone with a great voice, though, to, to do him. Would you merge voices? How would you... How do I see what he movies he's in? Click on, you click on, on filmography. I thought you were a cinephile. Yeah, but I go to... I don't use apps. That's not a Hellraiser joke for you. Those minions? Cinephiles? Yeah. Old Henry, there we go. Old Henry? They were Cenobites. Look, look at the photos from Old Henry. That's what I want Bellerophon to look like. So, so who's the who's the guy? Oh, Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. I was thinking, you said Tim Blake Nelson, and then I went to uh, the guy that played uh, Dr. Jekyll from LXG. Oh, Jason Fleming? Yeah. That's who I thought of. So I want, yeah. So I want Tim Blake Nelson to play uh, Bellerophon, but uh, that's. I mean, who? What about the Abyss? Should, I should he take a personal? You could go like Joseph Cutter Dreams thing, and you have fifteen voices doing the same voice, and as it goes, different parts of the voice is highlighted. That's why, like, he's used different voices, and he is so many. He is so vast. It's not just one thing containing him. Oh, I forgot. You're okay. Oh. I, I like the idea, but I want to trim it down from 15. I think it should be two. And you have a man and a woman's voice. And you could portray that as Adam and Eve. Okay. Uh, but I forgot I forgot to explain my opening scene. I kind of stole this from Deadpool Destroys the Marvel Universe. The opening scene he was getting was actually Medusa's head. Because Perseus throws it into the ocean after he... Okay, so, so that's uh, from Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. No, no, it's not Again, from. No, that's not from Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. He takes Medusa heads, and that's what he used to kill all magic users in the second run of that. Okay, well, I'm talking about where he kills the Avengers with a bomb, with Hank Pym's bomb. So Odysseus, it, as a play on Pandora's box, Odysseus presents the the gods in Mount Olympus with a gift. And it's actually Medusa's head. So he convinces them to open it up. And, of course, Zeus knows what it is right away. So he kind of, like, dodges it. But all the other, the ones that are up there, they open it up and they turn to stone. And then, uh, uh, uh. Bellerophon? All I think is blasphemous. <laughs> Bellerophon destroys them in stone and then has to have an actual climatic battle with Zeus. Okay. I forgot to mention that part. Okay. Right. All right. All right. I like I'm Odysseus. So who's, who's playing Odysseus? Sam Elliott. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I kind of want Idris Elba. Yeah, he's he's a smooth because he's got to be a smooth talker. Yeah, I kind of like Idris Elba for Odysseus. Yeah, he he can do that rough, rough grizzled look. Because mm-hmm. he, yeah. he's got to he's got to be like like you like look at my hand over here, but while you're looking at this hand, he's fucking doing shit over here. And, you know, he's got to you got he's got to have that. Ha- we gotta fucking get cameras. 
We have yeah. to get cameras. He's got to have that sort of. Type. So you don't like the show, but for the abyss, can you do what Supernatural had a character called the Empty, where it's formless, like it has it's it's nothingness basically. It's it's what the darkness was before God created everything, and it's just like this shape, this like morphing form into different is that what you're doing for the abyss or are you doing like an actual person well in my head in my head when he talks to the people he's he takes human form and I don't want it to be this but in my head when I was writing the idea for it it was always Peter Stormare as Lucifer and Constantine but that's not his actual that's just so people could mm-hmm. talk to him so their minds don't fucking explode. They gotta have something they can comprehend. They gotta have something they can rationalize. Like yeah. this voice is coming from I think the whole. Yeah. Okay, I'm digging the idea. I think that's got a lot of potential, um, and it's definitely something I would sit and watch. So that sounds like a really cool idea. My concern is mm. going to be the strength and the presence of the villain, because um, you have a kind of a mastermind villain. But we're gonna see how everyone else goes. Oh yeah, because I didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, going from Adam, let's go over to Cody. Cody I un I untoot my horn. I untoot one toot. All right. I I, I mean I do like it, and it's definitely a movie that if I saw it like come out, I would definitely stream it. I might go see it in theaters. Okay. All right, Cody. What do you got for me? All right. All right. We start off with a band of a pocket watch. A band of a pocket watch? A man with a pocket watch. Oh, a man with a pocket watch. Okay, sorry, I misheard. I thought you said band, too. A man with a pocket watch. Uh, Click, open, close, open, close, open, close. There's nothing else to do with a pocket watch other than that. And then he clicks it open again, checks the time, makes certain things are progressing his plan, and he uh, looks over and... Acting all casual, and they ends up tripping somebody that immediately goes into traffic, causing a car wreck, and then uh, big old clashing of cars in the middle of a freeway. What not freeway? In the middle of a cross area of a town. Next thing you know, somebody is busting out of one of the cars in the car wreck. Is this superpower villain? That now waking up and it has enough power to get out of strength to now break out of the back of this prison transport van is now causing shit. Shit storm, shit storm, shit storm. And that's when your big bad superhero justice comes, saves the day. While the man who did that times it and like clicking. Wasn't fast enough. Wasn't fast enough. And goes about his day, flips the pocket watch back in his pocket watch, walks off completely unnoticed as just another bystander in the crowd. Next thing, you know, the Superman, like, this is just a random fucking coincidence, like, looking, who caused this? Who caused this? Who caused this? Can't find anything. Because cameras aren't minute enough to catch somebody accidentally getting trapped. Like, there's no way to know, like, oh, that guy accidentally tripped and caused it. Like, this wasn't planned. But it was. But we don't know how. Okay. And then we keep. Then we progress to the next scene. Uh, same guy again walks into a fast food restaurant uh, behind the counter and like 
sees a kid behind the counter, nerdy, has glasses, whatnot, and look right at me when he fucking said that. Actually, well, we all got all glasses. All of us have glasses and are nerdy. Well, I'm not wearing them right now because I got headphones on. Okay. Well, we all got glasses. Next thing you know... Oh, that's right. You got those thick black hipster glasses, don't you? Mm-hmm. No. The black-rimmed ones? Mm-hmm. His Buddy Holly ones? Yeah, that's it. The Buddy Holly no, ones. The buddy, Drew, no. The Drew Carey ones? No. I don't have... Fra- I have the 1960s G-Man. Oh, I don't have frames on the bottom. Oh, okay. Next thing those he's in... Those are Guy at the pocket watch in a coffee shop getting a coffee. He's dressed straight. No black. No sugar. No nothing. Just coffee. Next so thing you know, he's sitting down and he's got like a notepad writing. You don't see what he's writing up. I mean, writing, except for the last line, like, uh, 15 things went wrong this time. Hold on. I missed what happened at the fast food restaurant. He's still in the fast food restaurant. He goes up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gets his coffee. Gotcha. You see nerdy guy behind the counter with glasses, whatnot. Uh, takes his order, gets his coffee, sit down, and he's doing like the hipster, like, but he's writing a screenplay, obviously, or something like that. Then armed robbers. Coming into the coffee shop, this is a sticker. Everybody's watching wallets and stuff like that. And you see him. That was today, wasn't it? And the next thing you know, the nerdy kid behind the uh, coffee area is just like, uh, just waiting, like, like this, and then like seam camera, and everybody's being watched at the same time. And then the coffee guy, the watch guy, keeps looking over. Supposed to act for now. Next thing you know, he stumbles into the guard enough for the into the bad guy enough for the guy to sort of uh, fall down, lose sight of the nerdy kid glasses. He's already in the back room. Next thing you know, young superhero comes busting through the front of the shop. Uh, stops the crime. Everything's great. Uh, the guy was he's not responsive enough yet, and his note you see that in his notes not responsive enough yet. That, need to work on that. Next thing you know, you see a big old master plan villain, like he's trying to get this thing to work, like straight up maniacal, like Lex Luthor, Joker level, like I'm going to turn the water supply into ducks. That sort of crazy <laughs> shit. Just <laughs> stupid pants. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. That was a deleted scene in The Dark Knight. I've read a lot of comics. I don't ever recall any villain being like, you know what? We're going to turn... No, that was in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. It was a deleted scene. We're going to turn the water supply into ducks. Quack, quack, motherfucker. I feel like the henchman would be like, did he say ducks? No, he said ducks. Ducks? They're like, I'm not going to fucking tell you different. You saw the last guy I talked to him. He cut his fucking head off and put it on a duck. Hell no, I'm not going to correct the man. He can turn water into ducks. What's this Jesus this? couldn't even do that. This guy's got an obsession with ducks. <laughs> We're getting off point here. Oh my god. This, the was Mississippi? Not... More like the Mallard. The Mallard. I don't know. The, the Mallard Sippy? The, mal- the Mallard Mississippi. The Mallard way. Oh my god. The ducks think. But. Because in uh, my head, I was like, did he just say ducks? <laughs> but the villain, he's got. He's got a five-point plan. He's got plan point one. Uh, Step gun- one, ducks. Ducks. Step, Step five, chaos. But he doesn't ha- know how to get to two, three, or four, and he's just sort of stuck in this loop. More ducks. Step three, geese. Next thing you know, uh, news, uh, uh, breaking news, 
we have uh, now have a matter recombiner that just came into uh, came into being at uh, whatchamacallit Labs. And it seems it's going to revolutionize that, food production by turning water... That's a subsidiary of Acme. <laughs> Good old whatchamacallit Labs. We can yep. now turn water into food. And then they're like, that's exactly what I need for my plan. And then, big old master plan. And then you see uh, Watch Guy again uh, talking over with Kali, like, yeah, I think this is going to solve world hunger, you know? Like, uh, it's all for the betterment of mankind. But then we'll run out of water. And it just goes on and on, where it seems to be all these interconnected events of him fucking with superheroes, fucking fucking with uh, supervillains. Like, it seems like he's either causing problems... He's causing problems as much as he's helping problems get solved. So he's orchestrating this behind the scenes of causing events to happen when and where, and you don't know why, and it's never... He never takes the public eye, and... Till there is a hiccup in one of his plans that, again, he didn't foresee... Because there's this brand new, no, what's it? I'm not going to necessarily call him an anti-hero, but I sort of there's this one hero that always kind of stuck true to me that I've always loved from uh, Marvel. His name's called Hardball. He got his superpower specifically to start to do crime to pay for his brother's medical treatments. But his first time when he's trying to rob a truck, he accidentally saves the day. What's Because it was actually like, oh, you saved that well, kid. No, what's his power? Oh. Uh, he generates like a force field. He kind of like he's sort of like a Green Lantern sort. He sort of generate energy bubbles and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I was thinking the dude that gold balls. That's yeah, who gold I was, balls. Yeah. That's who I was thinking. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's the same dude. Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but like his first time trying to commit a crime, he punches a, a armored truck into the side of the building to like rob it and like, and then Pat's like, "Oh, you just saved that little girl from getting ran over." And he's like, w- uh, wow. And then, like, uh, Avenger, like, oh, man, you have potential. You're going to join the Avengers as a tryout. And he's like, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, like, uh, I'm just doing it to help people. And this kid bumbles into one of his plans. And it pisses off because he's like, who are you? You are not supposed to be here. That's the guy with the pocket watch? That's the guy with the pocket watch. Okay. And it's sort of like, and he freaks out so much. You're like, this is weird. He's never like gotten up in arms about it. it seems like he's always had the flow and he ends up basically taking the guy back to his secret lair which is his, just his apartment with like conspiracy board out the ass like timeline red, and like red, and red, he goes in red this, string you red string yeah going everywhere red strings everywhere and going into this like and trying to interrogate to figure out who the hell he is because it freaks him out so much that because he says you are not supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be here. And it is such adamant, and he's starting to lose it, like, eventually, like, no, no, you're not going to mess this up for me. You are, and basically, imprison him, but doesn't necessarily kill him. Like, he imprisoned him, but he, he's not letting him go anywhere either. And he, the whole time, he's like, should I kill him, or is that going to mess it up? Like, I need, need this to work. This time, as he's breaking down, trying to figure how to go. And he's like, I need June 23rd to go off a hitch, and it ends this all. It ends this all. And then, where's Case coming there? Because he kidnapped the kid, 
people are now looking for the kid and then brings to a string of heroes following the trail finding him and saving the kid but also causing the watch guy to be late for june 23rd and then he just breaks down and just breaks it no 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 the next thing you know he gets shot in the head who shoots him in the head nobody knows but pot guy wipes up uh he's 10 years old again and he just has his hands in his head, thrashing in his bed, tears his room to shit. I was so close to stopping it. I was, sorry. No, you're right. So close to stopping it. And then he breaks down again, like, I gotta make sure that kid doesn't exist. And then we get the next movie. It goes all the way after the kid again. He can't find the kid. Next thing you know, the kid's on the other side of the country. Again, something happens, dies before, dies before June 23rd, goes back again. And it goes on to this guy trying to orchestrate events to get past June 23rd. Because he is this guy stuck in a time loop and nothing he has tried. And is not, it's sort of Bill Murray, we don't know how many times this has happened to him. And it's just him trying to get past this one date. Because even if he offs himself before it, he keeps going back. It never ends. It he it is to the point where it is move that bullet. Uh, I can I could be the most. I you see timelines where he's the richest person on earth. He's caused world wars, but he never makes it June twenty third for one reason or another. What? What? So do we ever know what the reason is? No. Why June twenty third? Don't know. He just knows he never gets it. It's always June twenty second. It's always either the last time. It's always June twenty second, where he waits with anticipation. He never makes it to June twenty third. Never. If it's not this, it's that. Something he didn't check here, and it's just him going through this orchestrated series of events of trying to get these things to fall in line, and that is the conundrum of the story. Okay, I'm I'm feeling it. Um, who's the? Oh, go ahead. Well, so the. The Puck Watch guy. He's our franchise villain? Yeah. Okay. What is the payoff at the end? So, at the end, somewhere in our franchise, we have to have a payoff well, for, for all the movies are culminating. Well, that's it. Like, we're seeing... This franchise villain, in my opinion, has always been sort of like our Agent Coulson in all these other movies that we have going on. So, it seemed like, hey, that's that guy that bumped in that one dude that caused the wreck. And, or... Oh, remember, like, he accidentally, he's the reason a, a super person, a coffee shop kid, was able to even stop that robbery to start his superhero career. It's not until, it's not until culmination, that's what I'm going to call it, that we have the kid fucking up his plans, and we actually start seeing him as a bigger guy. Okay, so him getting killed on June 22nd and going back in time to when he was 10, that is our payoff. Yes. To the, the, okay, so the the rest of the movies leading up to that one are kind of general superhero movies with this character being like, kind of it, prominently in the background. Yeah, he's supposed to represent that figure like he's that thing in the universe that exists to give the super, superheroes time to shine. The reason why these villains never seem to have a single hitch in their plans go on but always end up still getting foiled. But like 
what, how the hell is Joker able to get all this shit done before, whatchamacallit, Batman actually gets him? Like, how is he even able to be out on the street long enough to do all this stuff about, and just be able to do that? That sort of feeling. Okay. Where do the ducks come into play at? That was a joke. Oh, I was actually. I, I, I was, that was the I movie was, I'm most excited for. Is the water to the ducks. Because yeah. I was going to say the studio well, yeah. we own the the duck from Batman Returns, so I think we can retrofit it for this movie. But that's that's an interesting thing. Like it is a stupid plan of a supervillain. But if all water on Earth is ducks, we're all going to fucking die. Does that include the water that's in your body? It could be. I want to turn death, it by, death by ducks. What was it? Seventy-eight percent of the body is water, or something like that. Yeah, so seventy-eight percent of you just comes ducks. So you have ducks uh, coming out people's eye socket. Ah! Ah! I I love it. So that mean like I 90, absolutely love so it. So if you eat celery, um, you're eating ninety percent of a duck. Yeah. <laughs> duck melons. <laughs> but we have this, and then we're we have this series of events, and. God, is there water and monster? <laughs> and then I think the final thing in the series is we have an affinity. No. We have an affinity stone level event where he, instead of taking the backdrop, because this guy's a normal human, by the way, no superpowers, none of that. He mm -hmm. just been stuck around, in a time loop. He's stuck in time, been around long enough to have this stuff. So he's done ones where he's tried to gain powers and whatnot. It doesn't really work out for him because. So, but it gets to the point where we have a MacGuffin that seemed to be able to do anything. Say, oh, Affinity Stone sort of things. And he's actually gunning for it. And how ruthless he can be, uh, just a standard human, with all this knowledge that he just has. So, this superhero is coming like that guy's a of aluminum, throws a fucking tinfoil ball, and shoves a piece of tinfoil ball in his mouth, and just choking him out with a, with a ball of tinfoil. Uh, I want to say he probably Cody probably thought about doing that to somebody because yeah, that was that was that was graphic. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Okay, so let's let's trim it down into to five movies here. So we got the the Water Deducts movie, we've got the Coffee Shop Teen Hero movie, we've got the Guy Breaks Out movie. So in all three movies, they're superhero movies, and this guy is prominent in the background. Yeah. Movie four is the first time we see him die in June twenty second. Yes. And then movie five is when we reveal like all the alternate timelines and and yeah. all the times he's done it. And it how does movie five kind of wrap up the franchise? Movie five wraps up the franchise is he's given up. Okay. He's like even after he's gotten the McGovern, he gives up and he just is stasis. And, and that's just, what causes him to live past June, June 23rd. 23rd. But he's in such a sense of now, he doesn't realize it. He's his own worst enemy. He's causing, he is the reason yeah, why he can't live. Yeah, even him, if him trying to fight against it is one of the reasons he never is able to live past it. So okay. it when he gets to the point where he can't even discern reality anymore, is that's when, because the entire time he cares too much about reality and he wants to, you make it past this, because that's when his only goal. When he gives up on reality, is when he's able to get, he's able to live past it. But it's a life that's not worth living because he can't even discern. He stops getting in his own way. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So it sounds like the only person we really need to cast is our pocket watch guy. Yeah. So who are we casting for the pocket watch guy? Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> he's dead. We can't do that. I want the guy that played Phil Dunphy. Who? From Modern uh, Family. 
Oh crap! What is his name? So he's, he's like the he's, he's, actor, but he's done um, some serious roles. Is he the dad? Yeah, he, uh, he's one of the dads. Dude married to Sofia Vergara? No. no, no, in Modern Family. No, the fat dude. No, that's not him. The other one of the other. The, he looks like. Oh, he yeah, he's the he's the family dad. Yeah, he's yeah. the dad that's married to the the he's the straight dad with the kids. Oh, Ty Burrell. Yeah. Okay. I get him and John Hamm confused. What? Yeah, Cindy, get him the fuck out of here. I can, he's not no, no, here. I can see it. I can see it. He's Thank a, he's, you. he's a uh, lankier John. L- listen a to lankier. Water for Ducks, man. I was see. Okay, I mean, I was picturing in my head the architect well, from like, the Matrix. Over oh. Yeah, because I want that appeal of uh, this Neil is. Curse? No, 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 the revolutions. Oh, or oh, reloaded. No, gotcha. reload. Reload. Yeah, but I want the feeling of that's everyday man that's always in the background. Like I want it to feel like, oh, that's a fun Easter egg. They used him again, and I don't want it to ever be focused on enough where, oh, that's kind of funny. Until it gets to like movie four, where like, why is this guy always seems to cause this fucking shit? And then that's when we get five, when we find out why he seems to be causing all this shit. Why, why does he go back to 10 years old? Because that's just because it's a it's a good number where somebody's starting to rationalize stuff. But and he's not young good. enough that he's a baby trapped in a human body because I feel like that makes people... He, he's a grown man trapped in a baby's body because I feel like... Why aren't you trapping a grown man and like a prepubescent kid? Yeah, that's Isn't one of the that reasons why he wants to get past June 23rd. He doesn't want to go through puberty every fucking time. Like some little kid walking down the street like, how you doing? Yeah, because I'm wanting why, this... why he becomes Joey from Friends, I don't know, but yeah, because I want him to get to like age forty-five before the he is hard reset. So he's got thirty-five years of puberty to. Uh... Yeah, that would make you miserable. No, I don't know. Those some of my best years. Yeah, but if you do it more than once, like maybe the second, maybe even the third time, you'd enjoy it. But by like, the well, like yeah, time? That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my fair. sort of point, though. Like, how many times? Do you think rationally a person could theoretically go through life without getting so bored or so disenfranchised? Because he'd remember everything from every time, right? Like his memory doesn't reset. Yeah, it's not like he gets Alzheimer's and like, oh, I'm gonna. He remembers everything. That would be. It might eventually. It might blur together eventually, but imagine having all the knowledge in the world and it doesn't really amount to anything. Because you never make it past a certain date, so he could be the richest, most powerful person in the universe. He doesn't get past June twenty third. Okay. All right. I'm feeling it. I have some some curiosities about it, but I don't. I, don't I like mine. I, d- I definitely would watch that movie for sure. I really don't like mine. We have to All go. Right. We let you. Go All right, Tyler. It's your turn. Okay. So, opening. This is a political thriller. Cindy gets a hook. Uh. The, the opening scene is yeah, a big a big room full of people and it's the the only thing that's announced is the your new president of the United States is and then it goes to black and that's when the movie starts so I can't I, I honestly thought about this I didn't half-ass this I just okay. don't I I have the points. I don't know how to line it all up. That's fine. So throw so, out what you have, and we'll work, so we'll point, work together to get it. Points don't matter. So it's set uh, leading in the 1930s, leading up to World War II. You, it's set in the United States uh, in alternate reality. You have a newly elected congressman 
who is our hero of the film. He's he's pushing forward, you know. Is this a real person? No. Okay. Uh, he's pushing forward that you know. Congressman um, Goodman. America, America is the greatest country in the world. We need to stop this before it happens again. And then you have our villain, which now saying out loud kind of sounds bad. Where we need to put America first. <laughs> it's uh, Trump, Hitler. So Mao those, Zedong. Those two are are clashing back and forth. So Goodman but, and Batman. But. And ironically, no, 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 Batman, Batman is played by Gary Oldman, <laughs> <laughs> who I actually want to play that character. Wouldn't it be John Goodman? No, he plays, plays Goodman. Batman? No, you want John Goodman to play Billy Batman. I mean, John Goodman is a hell of an actor. I don't care. Any movie that has John Goodman's going to win. That's true. So John Goodman plays <laughs> every single part in this movie. Oh, so we're going to... So we're going to... Okay. <laughs> Every single part, we're gonna we're gonna do what they did uh, with uh, in the Tim Burton Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We're just gonna record him and just move him around different spots. Um, so you have your your blatant good and your blatant bad, the person you root for and whatnot. And uh, like I said, I I know where I want to go. I don't know how to get there. That's fine. Uh, shut up. Okay. And you you find out at the end of the film that your Congressman Goodman, of course, turns out to be your bad. That's your Shyamalan twist. But your second twist that you find out later on is that, and no one will probably know this. I didn't until I looked up. So the before you find out that Goodman isn't actually American, you know that you kind of sprinkle clues in the second movie. Okay, hold on. So Goodman is the one who's like, we need to help the world. Yes. Okay. So you find out that he's not an, an American. And we kind of sprinkle red herrings. That so Goodman's the one that turned out to be the bad guy. Yeah. He's Asian. No. No, I'm saying that's how he's going to be Asian if he's going to be the bad guy. Okay. Sigmund, Sigmund, out. Get him out. <laughs> uh, we, we put out these red herrings make you think that okay he's we're doing a, a Nazi infiltrator spy thriller okay then you come to find out that he is British and the before uh, Queen Elizabeth's father wasn't actually supposed to be king his brother was king okay and he left the throne because he wanted to marry a woman who had been divorced twice that's that's actually historical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truth. I know what you're talking about. You and while before he was king, he had a whole bunch of affairs. Like he just slept around. So you find out that Goodman is actually, you know, when his father abdicated the throne, Goodman should have been king, but he was a, a bastard child that the royal family didn't recognize. So he decides that he is going to reclaim America for his country that he will now rule and bring the British Empire back to its world power. Cody's having a... Are you taking this from the plot of that Goodman movie where he becomes king of England? King Ralph? That's a movie? Yeah. Oh, no. I I thought that was the original idea. Like that's, That sounded like lying. Like, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so John Goodman plays a character... 
all the royal family dies. He is the closest living descendant who gets the throne next. He goes over to England and they have the wacky, oh, America and England. Oh, no, I... <laughs> It, it was a whole... It's sort of like, I thought you were doing an inverse of that. No, it was the the whole point was that he, this is what he is going to do to reclaim his birthright. And then you find out that, you know, during the, the Civil War, the Crown was funding the Confederacy so that they would win. And then the Crown could demolish the war-torn Confederacy and that his whole point to force the U.S. into the war is to decimate their forces while building up the British power so that they can take over the U.S. There's too much hit. D done lost me. No, I'm behind this 100 fucking percent. I like this. So yeah. that that was the whole point is that you're, like I said, then that's why I legit wanted Gary Oldman to be the one, Newman. The one Newman. character. Basically, I wanted two two British actors as your main characters, mm-hmm. because I wanted you know, because you know at the end of the film you know you would hear a a British voice or something saying you know it's all starting to come together. It's somehow you would hint at that, but you wouldn't know because you're like, I mean, I guess if you're a huge nerd like us, you'd be like, okay, well, I know that Gary Oldman has a British accent in real life. You know, I know that Tom Holland has a British accent in real life, but they can both do American accents. So you're like, is it this one? Is it is it that one? And so that's that's the whole franchise is setting up, you know, have him take over everything. Okay. okay. So okay. So again, five movie model. So Jesus. Well, or, or, or we can do a smaller model. No, if you I want. Just, you'll have to help out. Okay. Like so, movie one yes. is. The, the two senators in 1930s fighting yes. for control. That's yes. Gary Oldman and whoever. Yeah. All right, okay. and it's the end of that movie that we find out that whoever's playing Goodman is actually villainous. And he's yeah, the, the British. Actor. I would say you find out he's villainous. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that you'd find out he's British. And then the second film, as it's mm-hmm. leading up to World War II breaking out, you kind of sprinkle in, like, okay, well, maybe he's... Well, when are we doing the election? Are we doing that in the first movie, or are we leaving that for second or third movie? That's probably second or third. Like, I'm thinking election third, because first is establishing your good, bad guy. Second is, like, wait, I don't know this. Third, oh, shit, it's too late to stop him. He won the election. Yeah, so your, your second one is when you're sprinkling in, you're like, okay, where you think, okay, this guy is clearly, you know, he's set up as a as a Nazi spy to infiltrate, you know, this is, you know, something, and then at the end of the second one, that's when you find out he's actually that he's the the rightful British heir, or ruler, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so in movie three is when he actually puts on his kind of villain yes. persona, and we're actually, when we go into movie three, we're like, okay, this is the bad guy, yes. and they're going to stop him, and our good guys fail to stop him. Yes. Okay. And I so, want him to win. Okay, and so he becomes the president? He he becomes the president in the fourth one, mm-hmm. and then the fifth one ends with him sitting on the throne. That's that's what I want. I want that to be the final scene. I want the villain to win. Okay, so our payoff is the bad villain. guy wins. Yep, the he becomes. Wins. So he doesn't want to be the president. He wants to be king. Yeah, he or he he, he, he takes he, back the colonies for yes Britain. yes he takes back the colonies because this is set so it doesn't go past World War Two ends up being averted he he takes he becomes president 
he sends the U.S. forces in, and we decimate Germany. In some ways, he's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, does he? Does he? Do we ever see the siege on Britain then? Like, do, are we going to see him yes. attack Britain? Yes. Okay. So, so you would have like a short. I mean, not a short, but like it wouldn't be like the whole film would be. It would. It would just be completely the U.S. and British forces combined, and they just decimate Germany. And then at that point, uh, Japan surrenders, and Italy just runs away crying. Okay. Well, how about this? Like. Uh we need to give him motivations why he's able to keep the American populace on his side of why we're attacking Britain. So why don't we have it where he's behind the scenes, he's engineering falsehoods or getting the British to like, okay, well, I guess you're going to be a world power now that you've taken out all your enemies in the Europe, right? So you're going to become as big as us. Oh, yeah, there's got to be some some planned, like, he's got to have his wife assassinated by a British MI agent or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, like, he has to, uh, what do they call it? Yeah, False we flag and, operations. Yeah. And it'd be like, <clears throat> and his stance would be like, he engineers the next world war. You know but what? he's like, we didn't end a world war to start another one. We're going to end this war before it involves the world. He had a little JFK accent yeah. going on. We want to end this war. <laughs> he has a good American accent. He does have a good American accent. What? Okay. You know what this sounds like? If you take out all the space Nazis and lightsabers, it sounds like Star Wars. Because Star Wars, well, at least the everyone George Lucas was behind was very political. Well, Star Wars is based off a lot of historical events. Yeah. I mean, space Nazis. Yeah, space Nazis. Wizards. And, and I mean, the Japanese did blow up the Death Star in World War I. That is, mm. That's why I don't like Asians. Oh, okay. So, so and then that's, and then, like I said, the, the final scene is him literally putting the crown on his head, having the crown put on his head the, and the, sitting on the throne. The, uh, the crown of England. Yes. Okay. Which England, the British Empire now consists of the fully formed United States. Okay. So for that shot, can we like, when he does that, can we pull out and he's sitting in like ruins all around him? Yep. Okay. I like that. Okay, so who's our bad guy? Gary Oldman, right? I thought no. he was the good guy. Oldman... Is is the uh, he's the red herring congressman in the first? Oh, one. I got yeah. lost on that part. Okay, my bad. I'm with oh, bad guy. Yeah, so we need a, bad I want a British actor, of course. Tom Hardy. I want to say, I want someone that looks innocent like Tom Holland, but he's too young. Cillian, what about, uh, Cillian Murphy. Jeremy Irons. He's got a British accent, doesn't he? Yeah, but I think he'd be too old. Oh, he might be too old. Cillian because, Murphy. Because he he's still too old. Cillian Murphy. Because the guy abdicated in like nineteen—I don't remember the exact—but like nineteen twenties. So, I think he was around thirty or forty then. I don't know. I can't think of. Like I—I I, I know historically, I think he was around thirty or forty. So you can't. You can. You don't have to have like a ninety-year-old actor, but you could have a slightly older actor. Like I said, I want someone innocent-looking, someone that hasn't played a villain. Okay. All right. Um, like I said, I don't think, I don't think Tom Holland's old enough to look the age that he actually is. But Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg. No, no one would. No one would. No one would buy him he, as a bad guy. You know, so this guy, I think, fits the bill, but he's not really an actor. What about Alex Horn? I don't know. Ooh, who's that? Well, he, he's a comedian and producer. Producer and writer in Britain. He 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 does. Uh, was it me or you got a star on Taskmaster? You. 
Yeah, so I found this British game show called Taskmaster. And it's just a bunch of British TV actors, comics, and whatnot doing random tasks for the Taskmaster. Kind of looks like Simon Pig a little bit. I can see that. Yeah, so he's he's in a band. What band? The Horn the Section. The Horn Section. Because his name's Alex Horn. He's got, a, he's got a couple funny songs. He's got a... One about cooking an egg in a microwave. <laughs> okay. Like, it's pretty funny. Does he got one about ducks and water? Uh, he's got one about Henry Hoover. Vacuum cleaner. Herbert Hoover? No, Henry Hoover. Wasn't Herbert Hoover the guy who made the dam? I got the no duck joke. dam? You, you looked at me like <laughs> I had a joke. I don't have a joke. I was trying to think of a joke. I was hoping somebody did. What the fish say when he ran into a wall? Damn. 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 That's my movie. All right. All right. I got nothing else. I thought it was pretty good. Okay, I like it. That would be cool because I don't think there's ever been like a political thriller franchise. I just like the multiple twists. Like, this kind of gives me vibes like Handmaid's Tale and stuff like that, doesn't it? Like House of Cards minus the pedophile. Like, yeah, because... Right? If we kind of shoot like House of Cards, but set in... Set like in a World War One two era, like I'm get behind this. So do we have like an egomaniac sort of feel, or is it just like this is what was supposed to be given to me and somebody took it? He's from just me. determined. Like he's he's like this is my birthright. I will have what is mine. Or or is it kind of like um, the, man, have, the like, man in the high castle, and that an alternate? That's where like the Nazis win, I think. But yeah. but I mean, but is yeah. That a, like an alternate universe yeah. spy thriller, and it's not really like a Star Wars shoot 'em up type thing. No, 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 it's. So, do we have his traumatic past on you? Because no, I imagine no, no, a no, guy. No, like, no. Well, well, I imagine this guy, like, he set up to be king. He probably was growing up by his mom. You know, your daddy was a prince and stuff no, like that. No, see, I don't want any of that. Like, I just want him okay. to, to know. He, yeah, because you don't want sympathy for the devil. You exactly. want the dude to be a I don't bastard. want that. I mean. It's not like he lived like a horrible life. I but mean, you don't want was, the audience to know that. You want yeah. him to be a bastard. Yeah, like it was, he was, you know, he finds out, you know, I this was supposed to be my life. Like he knows growing up that that's who he was supposed to be. But, you know, you have the British royal family or British monarchy saying, you know, we can't have, you know, we're not going to, you know, complete, you know, we're not going to kill you off, but, you know, we'll, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, you'll be taken care of. And then that's when, you know, as he starts to get older, that's when he formulates this plan. And he's like, you know, I'm going to restore everything to the natural order. You know, World War, you know, this this other war won't happen because I'm going to stop it. And then okay. he ends up creating, you know, another world war to accomplish his goal. All right. Okay, I'm liking it. All right, so Ooh, gentlemen, I got an I'm liking it. You two got an I'm feeling it. So fuck you. <laughs> All right, so I think I've got enough to make a decision, and we can officially make a movie. Do, do, do. Yes. So, um, uh, Cody, I like your movie a lot. I feel like our main villain character isn't a villain until movie four. Yeah, so fine. I kind of feel like we're not really building a, a villain franchise, but I would definitely watch that franchise excitedly. Okay. 
Send <laughs> so get security. We may have an issue. Someone bring in the puppies. <laughs> My other concern is the other movie is a hold little. On, hold on. Cody started writing something down, and I was waiting for him to take out a fucking pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> if you would have taken it out of pocket watch, I just would have got out and fucking left. <laughs> Knew that was gonna happen. Yep. <laughs> Um, the other movie is a little esoteric, and I I like it for a lot of its its notes. And it's hard to pick between the two the uh, two movies. Esoteric memes. Um, uh, out there. Okay. Um, like hard, hard to imagine. Honestly, they don't that much. Um, but I think the thing about it that pushes it into second place is how little we see of the villain, and not that it's a bad thing, but in Hellraiser. If until the very end when you see Pinhead, you're really not sure it's a Hellraiser movie. And that's something I think that I want to avoid when we're making an iconic, powerful villain. Even though it works for Hellraiser, it doesn't really work for the other movies. Uh, so today's winner is our historical spy drama that Tyler Cody, Tipton wrote. Cody, it's oh. a fucking pity win. Don't worry about it. Hey, oh, I'm just glad you didn't win. I'll take it. <laughs> No, well, fuck, I, I ain't picking wow. you no more. God, yeah, damn, you guys were, like, yeah, we, you two were say, fucking hey, lobbing it back and forth for like eight episodes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I absolutely love that idea. I like the idea of the the political spy thriller. I feel like we get involved in on the villain in all five movies, and you feel like I feel like the rug pulls are good. And it really pulls to my history classes that I remember taking and really enjoying. Um. So yes, Tyler, I I I want to make your movie franchise, sir. Awesome, so awesome. Cindy, get security. All right. So he's fired because I'm not in the studio. (laughs) Tyler, give us a victory speech. I'd like to thank all the little people, mostly the uh, the Lollipop Guild from the Wizard of Oz. Dumb. Um, (laughs) Dumb. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, so for next time's topic, uh, I am, so the, uh... Are you making up your topic uh, right now? It, no, I have it. Okay. This is the topic I wanted to say, because I have a, an example. Lame. The, the <laughs> you have to pick, we're going, uh, the DC Universe, the, D, James Gunn's ran out of ideas, he's been fired, so now... He might be. What, <laughs> Warner Brothers has bought up whatever they 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 took out a loan from Disney, and they bought <laughs> they bought up whatever IP you want, but they're giving it the DC treatment. It has to be dark and gritty. Oh, so you take a non oh. you take a non dark yes. and gritty thing. So you make it dark and gritty. Your example is this. Okay. So it's it's your noir film. You don't have to do this. This is my example. So it's a noir film. It opens up on a detective. And, uh, you know, classic bottle of scotch at the end of the table, hat, you know, pulled down over his face, the door busts open, woman's got legs for days, his secretary, and she's like, chief of police is here Cindy? to see you. And guy walks in, he goes, we need you back. You're the only one that can stop this guy. And he's like, I'm not coming back, you know, yada, yada, yada. So then finally he, like, chief of police, you know, relents, tosses a paper onto his desk, Walks out, slams the door. It's Roger Rabbit. The guy no. puts his hat on, picks up the paper, sits down in his chair, opens it up, and it's like, son of a bitch, he's at it again. And it's a fucking blue paw print on a piece of paper. 
I came up with so many. He's got an informant, and then he goes to him. He's like, "Hey, their face." I haven't. Oh, They're in, on the Nick Junior. Yeah. The person that would introduce the show. It was literally the screen that was different colors, and he oh. would say, "Hey there, it's me," or "Hey there, it's face here," and it was just two eyes and a mouth. Gotcha. Okay. So well, that's I, I didn't I say, that. You gotta have a scene where like the person he's talking to is off camera and he's like do you find see any clues around here? Yeah. And he looks at the camera yeah. and then the camera like pans to the yep. other person he's talking to. Yep. So take <laughs> take whatever IP that you would not It can be anything. It doesn't have yeah. to be owned by DC? No. It can oh. be, I was just using that as like okay, a, okay. as a joke that okay, it's gotcha. they right. whatever something dark and as okay. many bonus points for the more Easter eggs that you throw in. Okay. okay. All right. All right. All right. So check out next episode of Previously On for our what dark if I do and the gritty Easter reboots. Bunny? I got a shit ton of Easter eggs. Yeah, because don't bunny shit out eggs. Please, Cody laughs. No, no, it comes from the Kawaka, Tyler. Oh. Comes from that rabbit Kawaka. It's one, anyway, of, the, it's one yeah. of the side effects from ducks being turned into <laughs> water being turned into ducks. Is that what water really is? Is water just ducks? Yeah. Are we drinking ducks? Sure. This ducks. It was ducks the whole That's time. <laughs> this and more duck references in the next episode. Previously on our dark and gritty reboot. Thank you so much. You've been listening to previously on a damage control podcasting production. What the che- duck? What the duck? You check us out on uh, YouTube and SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Uh, or Apple Music, which I can never remember which one it is. It's just the podcast. Okay, yeah, so Apple Podcasts. Check out new episodes most Mondays, and uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Adam, push the button.